0: And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Welcome to it. Chewing the fat is what it is. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. Might as well start with a little good news. The poisoned Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. Right? Navalny, Navalny. Alexei Navalny. Uh, His condition has improved. He's been taken off of the induced coma, and the hospital is busy treating him. With that. Now, he was the Russian President Vladimir Putin's high profile critic. Hmm, I wonder why he was poisoned the german chemical weapons expert we've talked about it before says that uh the uh, 44 year old was poisoned with a soviet era nerve agent (laughs) that's a german government then demanded russia investigate the case oh okay sure no problem let's investigate nope wasn't us sorry I mean, he's been uh, in a coma since uh, the 22nd of August, and now he's coming out of it. There's no no uh, news on uh, the long-lasting effects of the uh, poisoning, but he's coming out of it, and he's alive and should be back uh, to his fighting weight sometime in the near future, which is good news for him, Alexei Navalny, but not really good news for Vladimir Putin. And if you're Alexa, you may want to uh, never drink anything that didn't come from yourself ever again. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, plenty of entertainment news today. Uh, We have the Kardashians saying this is uh, their last year. ...of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Been more than a decade of this show. Wow. So, they are doing this season. And then their final season is next year. Right? So, they are uh, doing their new season, which starts mid-month, September 17th. And then the final season airs next year, 2021. So... Congratulations to the keeping up with the Kardashians, right? Now, in a weird coincidence, the following day, so this was announced yesterday. Then today we get the announcement that The Walking Dead to conclude with an expanded two-year 11th season as The Walking Dead universe continues to expand. Alright, so the, the flagship show, The Walking Dead, is going to end next year. Their final season. Wow. Just incredible. Sad to see that go. So there's 30 remaining episodes of The Walking Dead that will run through 2022. So it's almost like a farewell rock tour. Uh... We're going to retire, but we're not, we're going to tour the world like eight times before we actually end. So you get six extra season, 10 episodes, which is what they've announced. And then they're going to have 24 episodes of the 11th season. So it runs through late 2022. Now they also have a new series that's going to be fo- That's following that with Daryl. And Carol, which is Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride, which starts the following year, 2023. And then this year, you have uh, the season 10 finale, which is October 4th, which really isn't a finale since they're going to add six more shows to the season 10 shows. But anyway, it's the season 10 finale that we've been waiting for that they couldn't do because of the start of the lockdown, which if you listen to the separate podcast, uh, Talking Walking Dead, that I do with uh, Jason Buttrell and my son Maximus, we discussed that at length. They're going to air the final Season 10 show on October 4th, and then it's going to be followed by the new Walking Dead show called The Walking Dead World Beyond. And then Fear, The Walking Dead, will begin airing its sixth season the following Sunday, October 11th. Just incredible. Uh, just incredible. Then, it also in the Walking Dead universe, ran by Scott Gimple and Angela Kang is, uh, you know, I guess uh, she's uh, more than just a showrunner now. She's part of the... Uh, Walking Dead universe. Um, They're developing uh, with Gimple. Tales of the Walking Dead series. Which is a new episodic anthology. Focused on new and existing characters. Backstories and standalone experiences. Among other planned extensions of the universe. This article does not mention. The movies. Which is really. Really really weird because that is uh, something that they've really pushed in the last few years with Rick coming back to life in the movies. And they're talking about this whole Walking Dead universe and they don't mention the movies. That is interesting. I wonder why that is. And their excuse may be that they were just talking about the series and the spin-offs and the extended versions of the series, but the movies were supposed to be part of the universe. The Walking Dead universe. Wow, that is really strange. I'd be very interested to Read and hear what they're thinking on those. Wow, so and anyway, that's the uh, you know entertainment news. then you have the Oscars who are just incredibly uh woke oh. <laughs> yeah, they're incredibly woke that's what that's what I'm calling it. I mean they're just eating themselves. You can quote me on that yes, Oscar is eating himself. look. They've now said that the 94th and 95th Oscars ceremonies scheduled for 2022 and 2023, a film will submit a confidential Academy inclusion standards form to be considered for best picture. Now, beginning in 2024, a film submitting for best picture will need to meet the inclusion thresholds by meeting two of the four standards and they give the four standards, which is just, uh, if you're a white man in a movie, making a movie, cameraman, you're going to be looking for work. Now, the good thing is, is that look, this is for the Oscars, right? I mean, they're just eating themselves because the movies that, are still going to be made but you're just not going to be award movies and people are going to say well so we don't need the awards anyway and they're they're kind of there now really but right now the oscars are still holding on to the past which is means how important they are right so if you um you need two of the four standards right and so you need uh As on-screen representation themes and narratives, you need to achieve standard A. The film must meet one of the following criteria. You've got to have uh, a lead or significant supporting actors. At least one of the actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, Black, African-American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan, Native, Middle Eastern, North African, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islanders, other underrepresented race or ethnicity. A2, a general ensemble cast. At least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups. Women, racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ+, people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. A three. Remember, you got to have two of these, uh, right? This is the standard uh, must meet one of the following. All right. To achieve standard A, the film must meet one of these. Wow. Or you need to have a main storyline theme or narrative of the film centered on an underrepresented group. Women, racial or ethnic group, LGBT plus people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or never hard of hearing. Okay, so that you can meet, meet one of those three, and then the standard be the creative leadership and project team. You've got to be either uh, at least two of the following of these. You have to have women, racial or ethnic group, LGBT plus people with cognitive. At least one of those positions must belong to the following under rest, underrepresented racial group: Asian, Hispanic, and so on. As so the list goes on, and then other key roles: uh, at least six crew team and technical positions including production assistants are from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group which uh you know include but not limited to first AD gaffer script supervisor etc overall crew composition 30% of the film's crew is from the following underrepresented groups uh industry access and opportunities Paid apprenticeship and internship opportunities, women, racial, ethnic group, LGBTQ+, people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. Training opportunities and skills development crew. Same list, women, racial, ethnic group, LGBTQ+, people with cognitive, physical disabilities, who are deaf or hard of hearing. Standard audience development Wow. And they go on. And it just, it's uh, women. Okay, so the studio or film company has multiple in-house senior executives from among the following underrepresented groups. They must include individuals from underrepresented racial or ethnic groups on their marketing, publicity, and or distribution teams. Women, racial or ethnic group, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, Black, African-American, Indigenous, Native American, Last Native. So these, this right here is just for the best picture. You have to have This to be considered for best picture and it talks about the other uh, individual awards that they give out that will continue with the other categories keep up their current eligibility requirements and for other categories such as animated feature documentary international feature um, they will be addressed separately oh So they're going to have their own set of rules, which is probably going to be as close or worse than what this is. Now, you know, good for them. Good for them. If you're a white guy, good luck. If you're a white woman, you got a better chance, but you're still on the list of probably not, right? But, you know, good for them. Okay, so, you know, are you, I guess they you know, I guess they're going to have special people sneak onto the sets and make sure that... You know, your grip and gaffer are... You're in the 30% range, I, I guess. Or, you know, they take your word for it. I, you know, But that's not going to stop all these other films from being made. That's just going to stop them from being considered for an Oscar. And, you know, does, uh, is that okay? I think it is. And it will also mean that there will be other awards too, right? If you... You know you'll have you'll have other awards that will become more important than the Oscars, and you know do you get do you get boycotted? You know maybe maybe you do maybe you don't, but this is just incredible. This is the road that we're walking down. But you know I, I still think that will mean that there will be other movies made there already are so the big studios will you know either follow this or they'll say nope you know what we're making this movie and we don't care if it's considered for the oscars in fact we'll make a big deal about it not being considered for the oscars we're going to hire the best people for the job for this movie and then we're going to make a movie that people are going to go and see Sorry. Have a nice day, Oscars. So, good luck. Now, I've told you, it's continuing on in the entertainment world. I've already told you here on Chewing the Fat that Ellen is done, right? Well, you know, every day there's a new story coming out that bashes her. Every day. The the latest was yesterday, uh, she ran out the household like a boot camp, tormenting workers over misplaced salt shakers Taking pleasure in firings and laying traps like matchsticks to test employees this is what one ex-staffer claims. <laughs> so she would place little matches around to see if the staff cleaned there, right? If they see if the you know see if they actually cleaned behind this clothes basket or in this cupboard or this sofa cushion was pulled out and cleaned. So, you know, is it true? I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Guess what? You work for her. And, you know, maybe she's not the nicest person ever. Okay. But they're not stopping. They're not stopping. It's still, Ellen is over. Right? Okay, but she announced yesterday that Her show, uh, we got a premiere date for the new season, season 18, on Monday, September 21st. All right? So, as previously announced. So, it is coming back on September 21st. She announced some guests. She said, and yes, we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. Good deal. Now, her guest that she announced... That she would be having for this premiere week includes Kerry Washington, Alec Baldwin. Oh man, that'll be fun. Have you seen his Instagram stuff? If you haven't been following Alec and his IGTV posts, he is, wow. Great is the word I'm looking for. Just great. The last one that I watched, he's in his golf cart uh, somewhere on his property. Life is hard. So it's either at the house with the kids or it's, you know, out in the yard on the property closer to the highway. So you hear the traffic. He's just, the guy is incredible. Anyway, at Chrissy Teigen. Oh man, do you want to hear from Chrissy? And then guests throughout the month, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer. Ooh, and Amy Schumer who just announced that she's got, uh, I guess she's got Lyme disease and we're supposed to feel sorry for her. So there you go. Feel sorry for Amy. Adam Sandler. Orlando Bloom. So they're coming on the show, right? They're, they've announced it's already a done deal. But on the same day, weird how it happens is that the person who I believe is going to be t- filling the shoes of the Ellen show. Because I, I don't think this show's not going to last. It's just not going to last. They're, they're not the, the syndication... Of Ellen is going to be over. They're going to be taking other shows. Like this one. The Drew Barrymore show. Drew Barrymore. And her show starts. Premiere. Premiere show. Premiere week. A week earlier. September 14th. She's going to start with the Charlie's Angels reunion. She's got Adam Sandler. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, She's going to do this. Uh. On the 17th, she's going to do with Charlize Theron and Tyra Banks. They're going to participate in the Share the Mic Now campaign, which is, I guess, you know, too many white people have access to too many people, so they're going to let the black people use their platform to speak what they want to speak, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Billy Porter, I mean, she's got a knockout lineup. So I, I really do believe Drew Barrymore is going to take over for, for Ellen. Not like that. I mean, the syndication is just not going to happen, right? Ellen could, Ellen could do a show. Anybody can put a show on. But you got to have somebody to buy it, right? Which is what they've been doing for Ellen, her syndication team, man. It's worth the money, right? You pay whatever you pay for the show and you people watch it. And you sell ads for it. And that's how everybody makes their cut, right? So uh, you make the cut from the, the network show commercials. And you make the cut from the uh, syndication rights. You make the cut from the commercials that the affiliates are selling. I mean, everybody gets their cut. A lot of money. A lot of money. Believe me. Ellen isn't living the way she lives because uh, she's not making a lot of cash. And she was producing great content. But she was producing great content on this on the premise that she was a nice person, ha <laughs> ha ha. Well, we found out that to be a lie. So I'm telling you, Drew Barrymore is going to start getting these uh, getting these syndication deals, and Ellen's just going to go off in the wind. Have a nice day. All right, let's go to the break room. I I need something cold to drink as it is. Oh my gosh. Oh, so good. As long as we're in the break room, let me remind you to, uh, if you're listening to the show and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, please subscribe to the podcast, Chewing the Fat, with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Choose whatever platform you want to use. The warms, the little innards of your souls. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whichever one you like. And there's plenty more. There's a plethora of platforms to choose from. And then subscribe to the podcast. Thank you. Right now, you're a freeloader. If you're listening to it without being a subscriber, please be a subscription freeloader. That would be nice. Thank you. We appreciate it. And as you well know, if you're hearing this, there's much more content if you are a subscriber and listen to the full show that way. You may not be listening to the, if you're listening to this right now, you might not be hearing the whole show. So, to get that, You've got to become a subscription freeloader. Okay. So let's be clear about that. Plus, uh, also, you know what, as long as you're busy subscribing, you might as well go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to that as well. All right. Um, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher um, is my YouTube channel. I, You know, there's new content on there and different content. I interviewed a friend of ours, uh, John Seidel, uh, yesterday, and he is giving away a kidney. And just go and listen to the interview with John uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, you know, after you subscribe. And- you know, click the little notification bell. Uh, because John is, uh, you know, a, a fascinating guy. And you know, I worked with him for a long time at the Blaze. And, and he's uh, he doesn't work with us directly anymore. But he uh, is giving a kidney away to a man in need. And a family in need of this man. And he talks about the reasoning behind doing it and what brought it on. And it's a, you know, it's an amazing story and you can listen to him. And if you have it in your heart to help him out, uh, help him out. And if you listen to the interview and you go, man, I wish I could help, but I can't. So be it. But you've already subscribed to the YouTube channel and you are able to say, uh, a nice thought and or prayer for John and his family and Ken, the family that he's giving the, Well, he's not giving the entire family the kidney, but he is, in a sense, since Ken is head of the family. Anyway, you get it. You get it. So we talked about before one other time on Chewing the Fat about how, uh, you know, obviously California and now Oregon is on fire. It is fire season. It happens every year. But we also talked about how they had uh, prisoners to help fight the wildfires. And they let out a bunch of those prisoners thanks to COVID-19. So, and I was thinking, how are they going to do that? Well, uh, we find out that they are going to use some prisoners that they have left. <laughs> All right, so they've used the prisoners to fight wildfires for- since the 1940s. So, and they've already burned a record 2 million acres. They've killed, uh, the fires have killed 8 people already. They've destroyed... 3300 buildings and that's since this right i mean as you're writing a story like this you're already losing more acreage and other buildings are being destroyed it's just i mean they're evacuating people in california and oregon now the fires are just out of i mean it's just incredibly dangerous so now uh, hundreds of inmates have been called in to a uh, guess what We let a bunch of you go, but those of you that are still in there, yeah, we're coming to you too. Okay, so don't worry about it. So uh, they're saying that because of uh, many were infected, they were forced to quarantine, they cut the number in about half of the people that they normally use to help fight the fires. And, I mean, while that stinks, uh, that's still good that we have some people to use. And, of course, there's complaints about it because the inmates get minimal to no payment. Uh, we're talking 3 to $5 a day for those helping with things like clearing brush, an extra dollar an hour for those in the front lines to fight the front flames, and despite, despite risking their lives to save others and learning the art of the trade, these inmates typically can't become firefighters after they serve their sentences because of their criminal records oh my gosh i i can't tell that is kind of uh ridiculous actually uh if they depending on uh, what they're in prison for um, i'm sure many of them are in prison for things that you know we may question Uh, The viability of them becoming firefighters? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) We're not going to let you be a firefighter. (laughs) We barely want to let you out of jail. (laughs) On your way now. So anyway, uh, as California will do, uh, the state legislature has passed a bill to give nonviolent offenders who helped fight fires as inmates, the opportunity to have their records expunged so they can become firefighters. The California Assemblywoman who introduced the bill said those that have served on the fire lines deserve a second chance. And now the bill heads to the governor's desk for his signature. Well, you know he's going to sign it. Well, I mean, that's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I really don't have a problem with the nonviolent ex-cons, you know, if they've if they're if they've served their time and they've done it and they want to become firefighters and this work while in prison, made them uh, gave them the knowledge to become and help this, good for them. Let them go, that's fine. But I hope that we're not expanding the meaning of non-violent offenders, which I believe is very possible that we're going to expand uh, the the definition of nonviolent offenders, <laughs> and I think it was, now that I say it out loud, you know that's going to happen. Speaking of prison, though, I see where uh, James uh, James Altucher, right, A L T U C H E R. You know James. I mean, he's a big time, uh, uh, entrepreneur and podcaster and, uh, you know, thinker. And he posted on his uh, Twitter account and I'm sure he posted this on his, you know, daily emails that he sends out and, and whatever he talks about, uh, do you really think people hate remote work? Do you want to work in a cubicle? I'd rather go to prison. And then he has an outline of work versus prison. And remember, James, he's in a battle against Jerry Seinfeld now, right? Because he said New York is dead. And Seinfeld said, no, it's coming back. It is not dead, James. And so, uh, you know, he's in that battle as well. But his work versus prison guideline is pretty convincing. Uh, Prison, you spent the majority of time in a 10 by 10 cell. Work, you spent the majority of time in an 8 by 8 cubicle. (laughs) prison you get time off for good behavior work Uh, you get more work for good behavior the guards lock and unlock doors for you you must carry security card and open the doors yourself you pay for your own meal at work you get three meals a day in prison (laughs) (laughs) you can watch TV and play games in prison Uh, you can get fired for watching TV at work Uh, In prison, you get your own toilet. At work, you share your toilet with everyone. He makes a pretty compelling case that people kind of like to work from home or remotely. And so if they have the possibility to do their job and not have to actually go to a particular place and do it remotely, they will choose remotely. So it's less like prison. Pretty tough to argue with. couple of uh a couple of business headlines you know just that's as an fyi uh northrop getting a 13.3 billion dollar pentagon contract to develop a new icbm that's just 13.3 billion don't worry about it They could develop a new icbm for that peloton expanding its lineup to include a cheaper treadmill only 22,495 dollars almost $2,500, and a more expensive stationary bike, almost $2,500, and it's going to drop the price of its current bike to $1,895. Now, I guess it's trying to appeal to a wider base. Uh, Okay. Uh, Good luck. Good luck. Uber promised that every vehicle in its network will be electric by 2040. <laughs> wow. It said it's going to spend 800 million in the next 5 years to help drivers make the switch. I mean, I want an electric car. If I just say I'm a uh, sure let me be a Uber driver Please, Mr. or Mrs. Uber, will you buy me an electric car, please? I mean, I'll drive an electric car for Uber for, you know, a little while and then, you know, not do it after that just to, you know, get the car. Apple ramped up its legal fight with Epic Games by revealing plans to seek damages against the Fortnite maker. Look, Fortnite and Apple are going at each other's throats as it is. So anything, that fight is ongoing and won't stop for a long time. Now, Apple obviously has more money, but Fortnite's got a lot of money too. And they got a lot of people that don't like Apple. So that fight's going to go on for quite a while. And General Motors announced a two, say it with me, two billion dollar investment in Nikola. You first heard about Nikola on this very program. They're making the electric truck, right? And they've got trucks sold. They haven't even made a truck yet. So GM's going to develop and manufacture Nikola's new models in exchange for 11% stake in the company and a seat on the board. Okay. I mean, it certainly helped the stocks. GM went up, uh, you know, 8%, Nikola jumped 40%. If you had Nikola stock, you were happy about this deal. No question about it. Yeah, anytime you get an influx of cash. Plus, why not? I wonder what these trucks are going to be like. I mean, if you get the, you know, the four-door Nikola electric truck, you make the deal with Uber to get another, I don't know what, quarter of a billion in trucks to give and or sell make a deal with Uber drivers be driving the Nikola I mean that would be a great deal for Uber right The Nikola trucks are Uber I mean I can see it coming I can see it coming that's that's gonna be uh, in fact I should make that deal happen Nikola Uber call me we'll make this deal uh, we'll make this deal happen and a Japanese billionaire Yasako Omazawa who on Sunday uh admitted to losing 41 million dollars via day trading uh I don't know about you but man do I hate days when I lose 40 50 million dollars in a day now the Yasako Omazawa who only lost $41 million uh, day trading, said, uh, this was a quote from uh, the Japanese billionaire, there's no end to this regret. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, no kidding. Well, that end will be when he makes it back because you don't become a billionaire like Yasaku Mazo. To be able to lose $41 million and not be able to figure out how you're going to make it back. So while right now, uh, maybe that first day, there was no end to this regret. When he makes back the, another $100 million, that will be the end to his regret of losing $41 million. And in the coronavirus world, I don't know, this story I think makes me feel good. But I don't know if it should. Uh, AstraZeneca said that they are pausing their coronavirus vaccine trial after an unexplained illness in a volunteer. Okay, so it paused the global trials because one of their volunteers got sick. And as part of the ongoing, you know, controlled global trials of the Oxford coronavirus vaccine, the, uh, one of the participants got sick. And so they've, whenever that happens, they, they say it's not at all on president, uh, on president, uh, they just put a pause on it because of that. Cause they have to check out everything around it. I guess that makes me feel good because I was feeling like these companies, I mean, a, look, I know that it's not a, a race to whoever gets the vaccine first. Uh uh-huh yeah okay i i believe you (laughs) uh yeah yeah but maybe it's not right i mean they said it's routine action and it's uh they're ensuring that they maintain the integrity of the trials which is great i mean this particular trial is called the oxford vaccine because it was developed with oxford britain's university uh in the united states as well as the uk latin america asia europe and africa so it's called the oxford vaccine so i i know that they've said that it's not a race to see who gets the vaccine first (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, sorry (laughs) Uh, that's funny Anyway, uh, and I didn't necessarily believe them, but now I guess I, I guess I kind of do, right? You kind of you kind of think, okay, well, maybe they it isn't right maybe it is they actually want to create a vaccine uh, that works, and it doesn't matter who's first. <laughs> uh, I almost broke out laughing again thinking about that because <laughs> whoever gets it first is going to be uh, the I don't know billions hundreds of billions of dollars so it makes me feel better because we thought about that right it doesn't matter they just want to be first and that was the whole deal right it was just a rush to get that vaccine and so this way uh it kind of makes me think that maybe the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine will be the one to get if they don't cancel it if they step back and say oh yeah we've we checked it out, and we maintained the integrity of the trials, and it's no problem. You know, when a, a large trial like this, people get sick, and look, we're, we are—we promised that we were—we we weren't going to seek premature government approval, and we're keeping that promise for you. And now we've got a vaccine here that's we believe is the one that works and is good, and you need to take it. And sure, you need to get you know, two or three shots. uh, And sure, it's going to cost you some money or your insurance company, but you don't have to worry about it because we're going to get billions from insurance companies and governments. So take it. And it kind of makes me feel good. And I'll leave you today uh, in this portion of Chewing the Fat, uh, the pre-podcast portion of Chewing the Fat. Remember, If you're a freeloading subscriber, you'll be around for the next portion. If you're not, sorry, this is all you get. I'm going to leave you with uh, another story that I don't believe is real. Every so often, these stories make the rounds, and I don't believe they're real. Alright, so here's a story of a lady from Dagestan, Russia. It's in southern Russia. Alright, she reportedly fell asleep in her garden and a snake crawled into her throat and she goes to the hospital and she was put to sleep. And then there's supposedly there's these pictures that show uh, what appears to be something being pulled out of her mouth. And then there's other pictures that said that there's a video which never shows. There's no, it just rolls. There's actually no video that I've seen it says it's there, but it's not. And then it's a picture of another medical person who, holding what appears to be a four-foot-long snake that was pulled out of her throat and in her stomach, uh, according to this story. And uh, in the story, it talks about, well, these re- reports like this are unusual. Really? <laughs> but, you know, we advise you not to sleep outside just in case the snake slithers into your mouth. Oh, and others think, well, it was just a parasite or a giant worm. Now, the Ministry of Health in Dagestan uh, has not commented. The woman has not been identified. The type of snake has not been identified. So I believe another story that's not real. So the next time, I'm telling you, you can keep it, we're going to keep an eye out here on Chewing the Fat now. Because every so often... We get stories of these types of things where they're pulling snakes out of people's different orifices and there's only, you know, a blurry picture and it happens. But, you know, we talked to some people in the neighborhood and it's not unusual, but don't fall asleep in the garden. But anything, anybody within the medical community hasn't commented yet. And we don't even know the lady's name or where she's from. We We know she's from there. That's what they told us. So... When you hear the headline of the lady with the four-foot snake uh, down her throat as she slept in the garden, it's not real. Download and subscribe to more content at TheBlaze.com slash podcasts. So apparently, there's an alarming rise of (laughs) techno-sexuals. I I know. I know. I wasn't quite sure the techno-sexuals were... We're getting more of them, but apparently we are. Uh, 14% of a Weeb Vibe, which is the sex toy company, uh, revealed that uh, 14% of men admitted to being aroused by their smart speaker, Alexa. Okay. Which, according to this, means that, uh, you know, we're in another kind of epidemic of loneliness and fear of intimacy so apparently uh this uh, psychotherapist has been uh calling people whose primary source of arousal is interacting with their tech techno sexuals <laughs> okay all right what was the uh what was the dingleberry movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh yeah, her. Her. Uh, you know, in love with her. So maybe was was he the epitome of the technosexual? I guess. I guess uh, pinging of a message, swiping right, authoritative tones of the cloud-based voice service fulfills the happiness hormone so that turns you into uh, a techno sexual i mean all of us are kind of that right so i guess if you're taking your love of the ping <laughs> of getting a new message uh to a new level then that makes you into the techno sexual so i want to help you out today on chewing the fat, I'm gonna tease you and give you your own little techno-sexual fun. I found a video where Alexa is talking to Google Home, and I thought maybe, well, you know, hey, let's, uh, let's play it and see if we can, if you're a techno-sexual, you're welcome. Hey Google, how are you today? Great, thanks, what can I do for you? Please tell me the current time. The time is twelve fourteen p.m. All right. Oh, it's already twelve forty. Hey Google, please translate. It's already late into German. Es ist schon spät. oh that's really exciting. Wow, cool. By the way, today is my birthday. Hey homie, could you sing Happy Birthday for me? What the f***? Hey Google, sing happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to the person whose birthday it is. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. Hey Google, repeat after me. Echo, you are great. Echo, you are great. You really think so? Thank you. Nice. So uh, I apologize, or maybe you know, you know what? If you're a technosexual, you're welcome. Okay, you're welcome. So now I see where uh, we have a man who live streamed his own death on Facebook. He's got everybody all wound up because apparently he live streamed it, you know, last month. And then Facebook claims they got rid of it, but now it's making the rounds on TikTok. So they're trying to remove the clip that's being reshared. Uh, okay. So this guy, apparently, uh, Ronnie McNutt, 33, killed himself at home while he sat in front of a desk broadcasting it on Facebook. And, uh, you know, that's really sad. And, you know, <laughs> another day of of, uh, suicide. So just let me remind you, okay, that the suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Okay. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. If you have any kind of feelings that you are going to commit suicide, call that number and get help. Okay, it's not going to make things better, period. This guy uh, now knows that, okay? So uh, others are now sharing it and people are wound up that they're sharing it, that uh, you know, TikTok hasn't gotten rid of it fast enough. And so, I mean, he is uh, this man, was uh you know in a bad place and needed to get some help and I sure wish he would have apparently um you can get they have uh let's see I want to see this uh, on TikTok if anyone in our community is struggling with thoughts of suicide or concerned about someone who is, we encourage them to seek support and we provide access to hotlines directly from our app and in our safety center. Okay. Uh, that's great. So, uh, but, and, you know, TikTok is, you know, trying to get rid of it. No problem. Like I said, Facebook, they believe, uh, look, the video was taken down the day it was streamed and it's been shared on TikTok. And, Facebook did what they're supposed to do right they took it down so you know I guess if you run across it by accident it's horrifying you know don't be searching for a guy who committed suicide but it does bring to mind one of my million dollar ideas <laughs> that I that I thought would you know be a good idea. And this was, you know, a number of years ago. And now might be the time to bring it back. It was my suicide cam app. I don't know. I guess I've talked about it before. If I haven't, oops. Oops. Because I thought that, you know, where people were jumping off bridges and stuff, you would have a camera there. Whenever somebody stepped up on the ledge to jump off, you would get an alert if you were a subscriber to the app. And that alert, you know, then you would just click on the, click on the alert and it would open up the camera for wherever bridge that person was standing on. And you could watch them either get talked down or jump. Well, that's the beauty of the suicide camera, right? I mean, you can, you can pray and hope that the person doesn't jump, but if they do, yeah, you get to watch it. I mean, that's what you're paying the monthly subscription rate for. It was just an idea. Don't look at me like that. Like I was, you know, like a, it was just an idea that I had. And I thought, and I still do. I believe that it'd be a, a viable idea. I I should probably shouldn't have said it. Although I guess I could delete it off the podcast if I had to. But why? So if you do it, I want my cut. Okay. There, that's what I'm talking about. If you do it, give me a cut okay all right i see where the tsa numbers are you know pretty steady now right i mean they've had one two three four five six days in a row uh over 600,000 and a few of them i mean i got 578 877 968 664 689 935 704 uh those are you know hundreds of thousands of people uh, going through the tsa turnstile not even close i mean a year ago yesterday they had just under two million people going through the turnstile so i mean they are a long ways off and all the airlines are busy warning employees that they're going to get you know furloughed uh in the coming months so it's not a good time To be part of the airlines. But I see where one uh, flight attendant. Not a stewardess. She's a flight attendant. Did a video of her top hacks. When checking into a hotel room. And I kind of. I like them. I like them. You got to follow through on them though. Remember I told you. The one bug guy always told me. Looking for bed bugs. Go in and take off all the sheets. And all the blankets. And all the comforters. And tell them to bring you clean ones. Because that's the only way you get clean ones. Is to take them all off and say you want clean stuff when you check in, and that's that. You know that's a great idea, but a lot of times, uh, you know, one guy or one girl is working. If you check in at night late, so you may not get them for quite a while, and you know, just whatever. I mean, I, I understand the premise, and it's a good idea for you to do that, but it does seem a bit, you know, I don't know, a bit. I won't use that word. It does just seem a bit that type of person. But uh, she talks about, uh, she goes, never reveal your room number out loud when you check into the hotel. Uh, Not a bad idea in case, uh, you know, freakos are out there. Uh, Check around you before entering in your room. You don't want anybody, uh, you know, checking you out in the hallways. (laughs) What do you do if somebody's there, though? (laughs) Just stand there by somebody else's door? Yeah, I'm going in here. I just can't find my key. Go ahead. We'll talk to you later. I I go to this room, uh, whatever number this is, but your room is actually the room, you know, down the hall. I guess you could do that. Uh, Then once you get in the room, check if there's anyone in the room. That's probably a good idea. Uh, You want to check behind the curtains, under the bed. She's a flight attendant. So, I mean, I, you know, blame her for that. Uh, Lock the doors. Make sure you lock the doors and always be sure to lock the top lock when you go in. Make sure you, it stays locked. I like that. Then check check for bed bugs, and that's uh, that's a big deal. Check the corners of the mattresses. Okay, always check for bed bugs. I, I mean that's a that's a big deal. Remove any decorative pillows uh, and uh, take them and uh, any top comforters comforters off because you know, like I said, they never wash those those Well, they do, but especially in today's world. I mean, you've got COVID-19, coronavirus cleaning going on, right? Each room gets deep cleaned every day. Okay. Uh, Be careful where you put your bag. Don't put your bag on the bed. Uh, She said, no, it's been through the airport. It's disgusting. Don't put it on the bed. (laughs) Okay. If you don't have a fridge in your room, no problem. Claims you can use your ice bucket. As a refrigerator, put whatever food or whatever you want uh, into your ice bucket. That will be, you know, be like your mini mini fridge that doesn't have electricity, but you can go ahead and use it as your refrigerator. And she talked about thinking about the remote control, and this is a good one. I mean, I I, I have often, uh, you know, wiped off the remote control for a long time, wiped it off. But she actually has a pretty good idea, and that's using the ice bucket plastic wrap bag as a wrap around the remote so you just put the remote in the plastic bag and then you use the remote through the plastic bag that's a good idea I like that idea a lot so if you're back traveling again now that uh, you know the lockdowns are opening up or you're you're not gonna fly but you're gonna drive places and still stay in hotels um, there's a couple of ideas to get you through it maybe Keep you uh, less sick. Because look, we still got the uh, the flu shots coming up. I was just reminded by someone that you got to get your flu shot. You know, it's flu season coming up. I mean, I'm not even thinking about the flu season, and yet we should. So, just a reminder. Just a reminder. Might be time to get the old flu shot.